G'day, mates. Welcome back. We are back after a one-week hiatus with this man getting married in New Zealand, and we have returned to absolute chaos on the platform. Everyone's freaking out. Prices are falling. Alistair, welcome back. I think we could be in for one of our biggest Panic Station segments yet this season. Is that Panic Stations already? Oh, my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Yeah, I'm freaking out, and I just want to say... I'm going to pop these rose-tinted glasses on. My name's John Nellis. <laughs> to look through, you know, with a positive outlook and look at all the positives that the platform brings. And what we're going to do is I'm going to pass these rose-tinted glasses through to you. I'm going to pass them through the screen. You're going to pop them on figuratively. And what we're going to do, I'm going to throw, uh, play a bit of devil's advocate and just throw the questions of that I have myself and of what the general community is, we're sort of getting a response of and see if you can do your best to defend the platform and defend Nicholas, defend the platform <laughs> that we love. Okay, so you want me to be the positive on this debate? Yeah, I'm going to be the guy that's tearing it down and I think you once put it really well, like um, talking shit about something that you've invested in to you know, further like add fuel to the fire is the dumbest thing you could do to your investment ever. So I'm going to do exactly that. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll talk it through. So obviously the past couple of weeks since the Prem, we've seen prices fall considerably, especially in the limited space. Uh, normally coming into the American season, we see prices skyrocketing, something you and I thought was going to happen and it's not the case. Yeah, it's, um, well, I think it, it has really just confirmed what we have kind of known over the last six months or so, which is that... <clears throat> Because Sorare is growing so rapidly and because the market surrounding Sorare, you know, cryptocurrency, just the general world, you know, recession, all those things, all those factors are changing, you know, from week to week. You know, two weeks ago we thought, you know, here we go, Sorare to the moon, and then two weeks later it's, you know, Sorare is done and dusted. So I think it just confirms that you, you cannot plan ahead for Sorare anymore. You may have been able to do that, and I know that we both could have put our house on the fact that come this time of year, MLS prices would be just, you know, going insane, and they really haven't. So, you know, no such thing as future planning for Sorare. I just also feel like there has been no benefit for older users. Like, we always used to say that if you get in early in, you know, two, three, five years' time, you know, you'll have this incredible gallery and you'll reap the benefits, but... Because we've seen the prices, you know, halve or 75% of what they were, you know, not even six months ago, but tried two years ago, there's actually no benefit if you got in early. You're actually at more of a, um, a deficit. Uh, that's not true. Um, I'll have to refute you on that one. Um, if you got in two and a half years ago, like I did, um, yes, you've probably seen a bit of a hit to your gallery right now. Um, but if you're any good at this game... Uh, I don't understand nothing today. Uh, you will have made up plenty of value in the fact that you've been winning ETH, winning card rewards, selling those cards, you know, growing the value of your gallery over time through through just playing the game. Um, the utility is still there for those cards. Um, I will say that this isn't the first crash that we've had. <laughs> I think I tweeted out this week, I was like, I remember my first so rare crash because this has happened, maybe not to this extent, um, but this has happened fairly regularly over the course of the last, my, you know, two and a half years, or almost two years on the platform. So 
Um, I just I think there's definitely still is an advantage to those people who are early adopters. Uh, I don't, don't think you and I were like early, early adopters, but I think there's still you know, certainly an advantage to people like us who have been playing this game for so long. I just look at it the way, though, if you look at the fiat, if you bought a card that was worth, you know, 0.9, let's say, and that's going to cost you four and a half grand, then now today, even though that card is still scoring the same, it's worth $400. That's a lot of winning that a lot of people wouldn't be able to make up. Like, you can't say that people haven't had a huge impact. And I don't know if you could ever get your valor, your gallery worth what it was, you know, potentially a year ago. I think people really don't understand how markets work. I think you're better than me, huh? I firmly believe that Sorare is, you know, it may not be your typical investment vehicle, but it is it is still a market and it has ups and downs like anything. You know, um, if you'd have bought Tesla stock, you know, two years ago or a year ago, chances are that's way down as well at the moment because of all these different market effects that are happening. Uh, does that make Tesla any less of a good product? Does that make Tesla, does that mean that Tesla is just going to forever keep going down and into the dust? I don't think so. And I, I, I believe that's the same with Sorare. Like if you look at, yes, everything is in a dip right now. I think there's a number of factors that come into that. I think increased supply. I think there's new users that are coming on and they're just playing free to play for the time being. Um, there's a global recession. ETH prices and crypto, you know, confidence in crypto is at an all-time low. Um, you know, we're in a real bear market. Because I'm smarter than the average bear. Yeah. But the positives of that is that Sorare has now got all major leagues. They're still uh, growing. No A-League. No A-League. No A-League. No A-League. Can somebody please tell me when is A-League? Oh, Come on, mate. Back. They've got some of the major leagues. <laughs> Some okay ones, I suppose, but not the best ones. So maybe that's what's causing it. Um, they're growing in users every day. There's more and more users. I think like the last month has been the highest growth of new users ever on the platform. Um, they've got so much investment behind them from massive investment companies like SoftBank and those kind of companies. Um, and, you know, the game's still fun. Like, I don't think anyone's leaving because the game's not fun anymore. Uh, everyone's panicking because it's a market dip. <laughs> so I think you've just got to, what I'm doing anyway is sitting tight, um, continuing to enjoy and play the game. Um, and hopefully if all these people are leaving and they're bailing and selling their cards, then great. I'm going to pick up some some premium quality cards at a, at a good price and I'll be competing against less people on the weekend. So, you know, I think it, when you're in a dip like this, it feels like it's never going to end. Uh, and I think the inverse is true. When you're in a market high, you're in a bull run, it feels like it's never going to end, you know? So I've put my rose tinted glasses back on for a second. I do agree with that point for the fact that if you look at like my gallery of cards, okay, for example, someone like a Zillarayan, which I've held for nearly two years, right? In the absolute peak and his card is up at an ETH, right? And I'm playing that card, but I do not sell that card. He is just as he's just as valuable to me, valued at one ETH compared to his valued at 0.25. I only come at a loss is when I sell him at 0.25 instead of an ETH. Um, there is, that is the crucial piece of information, and this is where people come unstuck in all manner of market downturns. 
You only lose if you get off the... I'm not going to swear, but I am going to kick this doghouse down! Get off the bus. <laughs> I just myself in my reflection with these glasses. I just look great. You look amazing. You look yeah, incredible. Yeah, 100%. And I think like that's the, the panic. And I think it's a great feature, but I think one of the worst things that Sarah Data has done is you can have your roster value because people no, see it's that. Hidden. It's hidden now. You, uh, can, you can toggle it off. So if you don't look at it, then it doesn't exist. Exactly right. But taking the glasses off, my other thing, my question is that for all this time we were saying when the Prem comes, we're going to go to the moon. When the Prem comes, it's going to change everything. But of course, we've seen it have quite a negative impact. And yes, I agree with the point that a lot of players, a lot of new users are playing the free-to-play. And eventually that will hopefully be converted to paying to play. But at what point do we have to realize that for so long we were saying when the Prem comes, that's going to take it to the moon. Prem's here and it's not had that effect. But I want it now! I, I, don't, I think anyone who uh, has played this game for a fair while would probably have predicted that it's not, it wouldn't have just had an immediate effect. Like, I think you're better than me, huh? People aren't going to just come on board and immediately start buying your Lucas Zellerayan rare card. You know, they're going to come on board because they see the fact that Zerare has the, the Prem uh, and they're going to dip their toes. Like, I didn't start off by buying super rares. I probably should have. But I started by, I mean, at the time I could only buy rares, but I started by buying the cheapest possible cards I could to roll a lineup out. And over time, I've invested more and more as my confidence in the platform and my enjoyment of the game has grown. So the Prem coming on board, it had a number of different effects. One, everyone was just hoarding their ETH to spend on Premier League cards, which meant that there was a massive downturn in, in leagues like MLS and, and the Asian leagues and pretty much every other league. Um, it had a massive effect on the amount of new users. Like I said, we've had the most new users we've had ever in the last month or so since the Prem was announced. Um, but they're all, they're not going to be just jumping in and buying rare cards. Uh, so people who expected it to go to the moon overnight probably were a little bit jump in the gun. And I think that combined with a few other things has just turned into people panicking and that panic is what's causing it to drop. Um, yeah, so I, I don't. I think long term, the Premier League will have the effect of taking Sarare to the moon. In that, any new person who comes on a Sarare between now and whenever, they're going to go on and they're going to go, "Oh, cool! This is amazing! This is they've got all the leagues. I don't need to go in there and go, oh, K League." And they, you know, they can just go and buy the players they want. Uh, and eventually, over time, people will start to realize that the way to win the game is not to just buy Premier League players, it's to buy the best players for the game. And that's when that flow-on effect will happen where we start seeing people go, oh, I've got, I, I could pay four ETH for a Harry Kane, or I could pay half that for a Carlos Heel and get better results. And that's when it starts to, to catch up. So long-term, long Premier League, good. Short-term... Yeah, it's it's not going to swing the needle that much. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a really good point. I think um, it's not like you said. We're not we're, like we all started. We don't just come in and go, "Oh, great, I'm going to jump in." Like it's very easy to get caught up for the fact that we've been playing Serie for a long time. We know the ins and outs of the game. We know all these random leagues, but 
you know, it's like telling my you know housemates, hey boys, jump on, make a team. They don't know who any of the MLS guys are. They're not going to be like, for us, you know, Carlos Hill's a, a household name. They're going, who's that? You know, so eventually, if you can trickle down and Sarah do it, do it well, they'll get converted converted along with the others. I think, um, like you said, if you can just up, like my plan initially was to sell all my American guys at the peak because of previous. Not great timing for the air. I let the stocks decide my mood. Fuck! Fuck! Damn it! Wait, is green good? Green's good. Okay, never mind. Working for Prem to come right before the start of the MLS season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, like you said, you just you hold them and you play them, and you know, and like you said, winning is the best way um, to get the most out of this game. Can't say I do much of that, but eventually, when I do, things might turn around. That's it. That's it. And I mean, that's why I think a lot of people, myself included, are looking at this as a really good opportunity to not only buy some premium players for, you know, bargain prices, but hopefully, you know, take advantage of people who are leaving the game and, you know, try and win a bit more. I think, like, personally, (laughs) if the number of entries in All-Star Rare Pro goes from 4,000 down to 400. I'm stoked because the the ETH prizes are still the same. The prizes at the top are still the same. You still can win an Erling Haaland, a Mappe, you know, those big premium cards. Yeah, by all means, panic away. (laughs) I'm I'm happy for that because if Soraya were all of a sudden halved the prize money for those tournaments or they just dropped off the cliff, then, you know, fair enough. That's worrying. But prizes are still there. So there's going to be that leveling out point where it starts to go from everyone's selling their cards. Oh, hold on a minute. I can take advantage of this and I can turn this amount of ETH into this amount of ETH. And that's when it starts to bounce, you know, and that's, again, I keep drawing this comparison back to markets in general. You know, a few years ago, I remember when crypto crashed and crypto was the laughing stock of the world. Anyone who bought crypto, oh, you're not going to get your Lambos. You're not going to the moon. Crypto's over. It was a bubble, blah, blah, blah. Gets to a certain point where it's so low that people go, shit, like Bitcoin was 80,000 not that long ago and now it's 20,000. That's a bargain. And then all of a sudden it starts to slowly bounce back up again. And I think Sarare has enough of a quality product that people will start to realize that pretty quickly as well. So yeah, I'd be, I think people are looking for that bounce, you know, and I think there's a really good opportunity at the moment. My only other concern, well, not my only other, one of another concern I have is the fact that each season, each league mints new cards. So obviously, mm-hmm. as we've seen, we've brought in the Premier League, massive influx of cards, a lot of, lot of auctions, which have caused a lot of other cards to lose value. So how does the long-term Sarare work in the fact that if we've got all these different leagues, and all these different leagues have got new cards coming out each year. At some point, does those new cards outgrow the the new users coming on? Definitely. I mean, it is it is right now. Um, I think the takeaway, and I've always flown this flag, is the super rare. I mean, unique obviously is its own level, but the super rares and the rares of this game uh, that's the high roller table and there's a very good chance that the way that Sorare are marketing their company, the fact that they're brought on the prem, the fact that they can hopefully bring on all these other leagues, I think the rare and super super rare scarcity will stay in line with the growth of users, but the limiteds probably are going to start outstripping that 
user growth. And I think it's probably safe to say that limited prices were way overblown up until recently, and they're actually correcting back to the where they should be, which is a entry-level point for someone to come in and place a rare, win you five bucks every week, you know, hopefully win a card worth 10, 15 bucks if you get lucky. You know, it's, it's that much smaller scale, whereas previously people were spending like, I mean, I like that Erling Haaland I bought for 1.2 ETH, which is ridiculous, you know, considering there's going to be however many of those, a thousand a season printed. So I think limited, it's probably, it's correcting. And maybe long-term, if this platform can grow to 500,000, a million, 2 million users, then limited prices will start to go up again. But in the meantime, I'm going all in on rare and super rare. I think that would be my not financial advice to anyone is that, yeah, it's going to take a little while for user growth to catch up to the supply you know, supply and demand rules everything. Um, but it's going to be a lot quicker to catch up for rare and super rare than it is for limited. Okay. But if you bought, yeah, okay. I know I, that makes sense. I think the limited is it's a, it's a sort of a very complex beast, like you said, cause there's so many and I, it's, it's a, it's a catch 22 because you want the limited cards to be that access point for the new users to come in put 150, 200 bucks on the platform and they can play, have a bit of fun. Obviously for us who are new users well, back two years ago, when we would spend a thousand dollars on a rare goalkeeper, it is actually probably better for the platform that those prices are correcting a little bit, that it's not so outrageous. If you're a new starter, it obviously hurts us a little bit because we bought in probably at that peak. Mm. Um, but like you said, long-term, if, if Surreal wants to keep growing, it does have to, um, be, you know, uh, exciting and, and achievable for new users while also looking after those early adopters. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to look after the early adopters. I mean, the early, early adopters have already been taken care of. Like they bought super rares and rares for 20 bucks back when the platform first started. And it, unless the platform goes to zero, they're doing fine. Uh, not to mention, like I said, that compounding effect of those of us who have been on for two years and actually winning. Um, <laughs> that that compounding effect is real and it does make a massive difference. Um, but yeah, I don't think they need to look after the early adopters. The early adopters have the advantage of already having an established gallery in those higher scarcities that they can continue to compound. Um, and I think they are looking after new users and that they do have this pretty clear, I mean, it's becoming more clear anyway, the progression is there. You know, you start with commons. It's quite hard to win in the common league as it should be. So people will then hopefully be like, right, well, I'll put 20 bucks on so I can enter limited kickoff because it's a bit easier to win, you know, and then that becomes a full limited team. And then that becomes a, a rare kickoff. You know, the progression is there. Um, but ultimately I think what will get, most new users eventually is if they enjoy the game, they'll see the prize money on offer in the rares. You know, they'll see the fact that they can make 50 bucks a week instead of five. That's a 10 times increase, you know, in the amount of return you can get each week if you enter the rare capped versus limited. Um, or they might see, you know, the rare prize money of like, I don't know what it is, like $2,000 or something if you win. And they might go, or I'm just going to go all in on that. Like, I love this game. I'm going to go all in and try and win some rares. So, yeah, I think, I think ultimately 
Sorrera in a good position moving forward. It's just that, yeah, panic, market cycles, that's all having an effect. And some things are correcting, some things are dipping probably lower than they should. But yeah, ultimately, I think long term, everything will be fine. <laughs> Famous last words. As long as everything doesn't go to zero, it's okay. Because remember, if you if you have to if you win a, a rare goalkeeper and he was previously worth an eighth, but now because of this correction, he's only worth half an eighth. That's not the end of the world because you can still sell that and then go and buy another keeper for half an eighth. It's not like your everything you win is now worth nothing, and then to go and buy something, it's really expensive. So. It may not be as quick a compounding as it was before when you won something that was, you, you won a card and it's worth 0.8, you know, but then you have to go and buy something worth 0.8 with that money. So it all kind of levels itself out, really, if you think about it. It's just maybe you're not going to, you're not dealing with those massive sums of money that you were previously. Another thing that you sort of touched on briefly there is the threshold. So for me as a new user, um, and I'm horrible at this game, I cannot win. Uh, so for me, it was great that, I could um, soften the blow of missing out by two points uh, for a card of that. Okay, at least I get to take home my ETH each week. Yep. Now, I don't know about you, man. Cap 240 is way too hard to try and fit a rare team in because you're wasting one, obviously, a rare keeper, which are very mm. valuable. Trying to fit five guys under 240 seems a very, very, I saw some like very tough prospect. I saw someone put on Twitter the other day, like, it's those cards who are averaging like, 50 to 60 who are mm. actually kind of now useless in the fact because like they're not good enough to win you anything in the high divisions but then they they take up too much of a of the gems in uh in the cap 240 yeah no i i do agree that they probably need to adjust that and they have nicholas has said that they're going to monitor it and will make changes if they need to because i think if sorera smart they'll know that the key to them making money is to have enough of a carrot for people to want to spend money on the cards. If they took away all ETH rewards, I think that would, you know, that would really bottom out um, the value of everything. So I think they want to try and save themselves a bit of money, and they've done that with the capped mode. What what the capped mode has done is it stopped people just coming in, buying five cards, and then just farming ETH every week, which is that's good for Sarer long term. Um, it's made it harder to hit, so they probably have to pay out less per week in thresholds. But they know that that threshold is what will get people hooked initially. That's what's going to get them going. Look at you and I. We both started off trying to get that threshold, and we were, we've since moved on from that. Where we're like, "Yep, threshold's great, but I'm trying to win," you know. And people will start to do that uh, over time. So I think a few easily easy things they could do to help really correct this price downturn. They could allow you to have a captain in, in cap 240. I think that's that has to happen, even if it's just an extra 10% or 20%. Uh, and I think they should bring back XP because, you know, that does, it really does encourage you to stay with the platform and, and stay with the same cards and not constantly be selling and moving in and out. Um, because if you've got a car that's got 7 or 8%, you've got a better chance of hitting that threshold. So it just... It helps people stick around on the platform a little bit more. And then the third thing I think they could do, which would just, this would blow things wide open, I reckon, is if in super rare and rare division, they paid out ETH to like the top 100 finishers. 
doesn't have to be a massive amount of ETH. It could be, you know, 2,000 at the top, 1,000 for second, 300 for third, and then just like 50 bucks for, you know, four through 50, and then 20 bucks for 50 through 100. If they could do that, it just gives that extra carrot for people to put a team in. It gives an extra carrot for people to try and win the division and not just scrape by. Um, and, I, and if they did that across, you know, cap 270, if they did that across all-star rare, all of a sudden those premium cards, those cards that are 50 to 60 averages, all of a sudden they're really valuable again. So I don't know if they'll do that, but I think it would be something that would just, it would completely, you know, upend this kind of downward spiral that we're on. How do you, how do you see, how do we get out of here? What, what, what next for Sarah? What does the next six months look like? Well, I mean, apart from those things I just said, <laughs> um, I think, I, I don't think they need to change much. I still think it's a quality product. Everyone's still having fun playing the game. I'm excited. I'm super excited for this weekend because Asia's back. I'm super excited for next weekend for MLS is back. Um, you know, I'm hoping to try and pick up a few bargains over the next couple of weeks while everyone's panicking. The Prem's there. All the leagues are there. All the new gameplay's there. It's, I think it's primed for for new users to come on board, and I think it just will take a bit of time for us to come out of this bear market, you know? It's, yeah. I think panic like, panic stations gotta... is the worst thing that people can be doing right now. And, yeah, so many people, when Bitcoin dropped off the face of the earth, they sold up all their Bitcoin because they were, they could not see a future where Bitcoin went back up again. Um, and they, you know, they're the losers. <laughs> yeah. I just think there's a lot at play because there's not only Ethereum that affects the platform, but then also Serere itself affects the platform. Um, one thing I, the, probably the biggest thing is that, I mean, it, you gotta remember that Serere is linked to Ethereum and it's probably been on a decline since Ethereum crashed itself. Mm -hmm. um, obviously it was really high flying there when Ethereum was going up. So I think it is key that Ethereum goes up for Serere to bounce back as well. But my biggest question, and the one I've been sort of saving to last for our panic stations being a longer panic stations than usual, mm -hmm. heading into or slash already in the recession, how do we see Serere fitting into that? Because that's my biggest concern. I look ahead into a year, two years, you know, cost of living is already going up. Things are going to be tough. Where does a soccer NFT card fit into that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a very good point. And I was going to say, like, people will remember the Gary V boom where Gary V tweeted about Serere. He bought an Mbappe for like $40,000. All of a sudden, everyone's like, I want to try and ha have an NFT that's worth $40,000. NFTs were the, the hot new thing. People were spending crazy amounts of money on NFTs. Serere was this cool new football NFT that had utility and all this awesome stuff. People had money to spend. It wasn't a recession. It was a bear market, a bull market. So prices went bonkers. Now it's the exact opposite of that. People think NFTs are a scam. The recession is coming. It's a, it's a bear market. Crypto is down. So yeah, it makes sense that Serere is going to follow that. And I, we've said this dozens of times on this podcast. At least we're not holding any number of NFTs. At least we didn't put all our money into Ethereum, you know, two years ago. Serere has definitely limited that loss that everyone else is experiencing. Um, but yeah, going back to your question of how does that play into it, there's going to be a lot of people that sell their galleries and have to, and sell at a discount because they need to buy 
they need to pay rent or, you know, they've just lost their job. So they see that, oh, I've got a $40,000 so rare gallery. I'll just sell that for 35 grand and, you know, keep my head afloat. Like that's going to happen a lot more. And therefore there's always going to be people undercutting each other and prices are going to lower. So, and yeah, by all means, if, if, yeah, so rare is not important when it comes to other things. So if there's if you're struggling, you should sell your rare cards. <laughs> like it's not, it's it's not that important. But for any of us who are in a financial position where we can just continue to hold and just sit tight during this tough time, you know, I'm confident that Sorare is in, is well equipped to to handle the downturn. And I think if we can come out the other side of this, I think we'll be, you know will be all the better for it. Are you convinced, Simon? Are you going to sell your gallery now? I've um, I've got the rose-coloured glasses back on. You know, I'm just seeing all positives despite all the chaos that is surrounding us. You know, you've, you've convinced me. And now I'm just going to go put another $20,000 into the platform. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the only way to really, if you believe in Soraya, that's kind of really the only way to fully take advantage of it because as you and I know, you can't just sell some cards and then get a great deal because you've got to sell your cards at a shit deal to get the good deal. So yeah. if you've got a bit of extra cash lying around and you really want to test that hypothesis of Sarah's success, again, not financial advice, <laughs> but that might be the only way to really take advantage of it. I think that's the other issue is that a lot of us, probably myself included, are overexposed financially now that it has crashed. You know, so like, it's all right that we enjoy the platform and that's what it should be. But I think for a long time there, it was sort of seen as an investment vehicle. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it's going to keep growing and stuff. And now that it's like crashed, people are like, everyone's like being like, oh, remember, it's fun. It's fun. But for a lot of people, they're like, I've just lost like $10,000. <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. But you just, the crucial word that you said there was, oh, I saw this as an, as an investment. So I assumed it would just go up and up. Welcome to the world of investing. <laughs> I think you maybe have started investing in like one of the longest kind of bull runs in stock market, crypto market, everything history. Uh, and it's, it's turning around and that's, yeah, investments go up and down. Um, people are saying at least it's fun because at least it's fun. Like I hold a bunch, I own a bunch of stocks. I own some cryptocurrency and they're all down, but they're not fun. I can't play with them on the weekend. <laughs> um, but again, if you go back to that, you know, if, if you need the money, by all means, get the money. But otherwise, if you jump off now, then you lose, you've lost. And that's, that's pretty, like a pretty crucial tenet of, uh, of investing is sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. And if you stand by your investing hypothesis and your investing strategy, and hopefully the cycle will turn around. It may happen sooner rather than later, or it may take a long time, but you know, you got to sit through these rough patches. And do you think that there's ever a world where Sarah goes bust? I think, ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think I could see that happening. Um, where I could see it happening is obviously, so we know Sarah spent a lot of money on the Premier League license, 30 million or something like that. Uh, they're spending a lot of money on licenses and if people stop playing the game or they get bored with it or they stop spending money on it and they lose their revenue, then all of a sudden they've got all these outgoings, no revenue, 
and they shut up shop. Um, so that's possible. That's, that's, that's every business that you ever invest in, you know. But on the flip side of that, they've had so much investment from outside um, parties. I think they've got, you know, they should have decent amount of cash sitting there. Um, people are still buying cards. You know, they've got new products in MLB, uh, MLB and NBA that they're rolling out as well. They're still very much growing. So I think at least in the short to medium term, like three, five years, I can't see a world where Sorare packs it all in. But, yeah, it could definitely happen. So, And that's why you should never invest money that you in anything that you can't lose. <laughs> so, yeah, always worth remembering that. Amazing. Well, I think you've you've survived the quizzing, mate. You've you're officially a Sorare ambassador, I think. Thanks. Thanks very much. I'll um yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll collect my uh, fifty dollar tip from Nicholas later. <laughs> Just tell him, remind him about the A leagues. You kept mentioning they've got all the leagues, but they don't. They do not have. Do we have leagues. Simon? Do we have the A league yet? Can somebody please tell me when is A league? No. <laughs> Well, there you go, Mate, I think if It's an were... easy fix. Bring on the A-League, everything turns around. I think the problem is, though, is if they actually genuinely released the A-League and they had more cards, everyone would be like, watching. stop <laughs> releasing cards. Who would have thought that it was a Jamie McLaren rare that broke Soraya? Oh, that was the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, maybe pump the brakes on A-League a little bit. Maybe we'll start again next season. <laughs> But even that's why, like, the, the Japanese league, like, everyone was like, when's the J-League? It's like, too fair, like, you'd rather have the Prem cards come on the platform and flood it than the J-League cards come on the platform and flood it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, look, it's, um, yeah, I'm excited to see where it all turns out. But, you know, like, over the weekend, I won some rewards. Yes, they're worth less than they were a while ago. But, hey, I'm still making, I'm still generating value from these cards. So I think that's the main thing. You've just got to focus on continuing to try and do that. And mate, we've got the best opportunity to make some revenue and we've got some big boys back in action. Mate, the MLS season is back. We're only a couple of days away. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Got my uh, got my Revs jersey on today. Um, Portland. I cannot wait for the MLS, mate. I mean, it's as much as it's disappointing that we didn't, uh, we're not all millionaires from um, hoarding MLS players over the course of the off season. Um, I'm so excited! It's, it's going to be on Apple TV. We're going to be able to watch every game. It's probably the the most fun league to watch. Um, probably not the most fun league for Sorare, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. We've got a bunch of new jerseys that have been released today. Uh, we're getting, you know, teams are team team trials are happening. You know, it's all. It's all coming together. I'm I'm super excited. Seba Droisi, he's bleached his hair. He's staying for another four years. Super pumped, um, mate. I know you like you mentioned the jerseys got released. I think we've. I think if you've got the jerseys there, bring them up. Um, not gonna lie, right. I I think MLS they normally go a bit out there with some of their jerseys. It's very American, but I reckon there's a few winners in there this year. I was really impressed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go through each of them. Um... I'm quite impressed myself. I think I think you're right. I think there's. I think last year I was a bit underwhelmed by some of the um, the designs that came out, but this year I think they're really like. I think last year it was too obvious that they were, you know, Adidas and those those jersey manufacturers were just kind of rolling out what they were rolling out for other clubs in other leagues, 
Whereas it seems like this year they've really made like some very unique MLS jerseys. Um, but let's go through each of them. Let's give them the old hot or not. And then I think at the end we'll, um, we'll, we'll pick our top five. What do you reckon? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Mad. All righty. Let's do it. Okay. Atlanta. So you can see my screen there, I believe. I sure can. Let me get rid of all this. God, this is a standing website. All right. <laughs> um, so I think they've gone back to their like original kit, which I always love. I love a bit of a retro kit. Uh, thoughts? I think it's it's uh, like you said they're back to what they they know is tested and true. It's simple. It's got like the gold stripes on the uh, on the shoulders. I like it. That's a spicy meatball. He likes it. So it's a hot. It's a hot. It's a red hot. Okay. And obviously they still got the same away jersey, which sucks. That is so lame. Good stuff. All right, this will uh, this will uh, this is near and dear to your heart, Austin FC. What do you think of this uh, dyslexic looking jersey? <laughs> I must say, mate, it's uh, it's probably my biggest one of my bigger losers from the yeah. year. We've gone from the like minty green, absolute goddess of a jersey, to this looks like someone's like had way too many beers trying to match the match the stripes. <laughs> the old barcode, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we still do have the mint green, so we can we can thank our lucky stars for that. But I'm leaning more towards a not for this one. Definitely a not. Definitely a Definitely not. Definitely a not. Okay. Uh, cool. That's really lame. Keep moving. Going? Keep moving. Montreal. They said they're going to release a new kit eventually. Um, they have. They delayed. They've delayed it. So we won't talk about that. And I mean, this one from last year, I was never a fan. So like a moving on. Charlotte, they're keeping the same home kit, but they've got a brand new away kit. Um, that's a pretty awful picture of it. But if I can find, so it's like a purple, purple kit uh, with some blue and some you know different things. And it looks a little bit like a um, like a licorice all sort. What are you? What are your thoughts? Nah, not a big fan. I think. Uh... Yeah, I just think there's too many weird colours going on. The blue, the purple, the pink. Mm. The I, I quite liked their one from last year, the like black with the kind of sky blue. Um, yeah. So this one's definitely a uh, step backwards for me. It's a not. <laughs> All right, Colorado, keeping the same home jersey, always pretty boring. Uh, and they've brought out this new away jersey, which apparently is a like a, uh, a mental health-inspired uh, jersey. Their tagline here is inspired by Colorado's sunrises and sunsets, as well as the possibilities that each new day brings. Now, doesn't that sound lovely? That's exactly what I thought when I saw that jersey. I was like, that looks like sunrise and sunsets. Hmm. Yeah. Look, nice message. Lovely. Makes me feel a little warm inside. I don't <laughs> like this jersey. It sucks. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have to say I agree there. If you're feeling blue, it gets better. Don't go and buy this jersey because it might make you feel worse. Okay. Columbus, old yellow, old faithful. Um, but they've got a brand new away jersey. Wah, 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 wah. What do you think about this? This is the speed kit. <laughs> I hate when people underestimate my fastness. I'm fast. I'm so fast, you couldn't even comprehend how fast I am. Um, we love speed here at Surrey Down Under. What are your thoughts? I think it's, it's, it's all right. Like, it'd be interesting to see what that actually looks like on because that mm. pattern looks pretty intense. 
like that, but I do think it could soften a little bit as an actual playing jersey. Um, I think you might be right. So yeah, it's I put a middle of the road. She's a middler. Yeah, I don't like the yellow. I wish they'd go all black. Um, I wish this was their home jersey, but you know, I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the middle too. I'm probably leaning a little bit hotter than you, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad. All right, Chicago, boring, um, and that's all they've got so far. So Chicago continuing to be boring. All right, Cincinnati, uh, they've got what seems to be some kind of Sprite-themed uh, jersey here. Got <laughs> I feel more refreshed just looking at it. Um, what about yourself? I mean, I like the colours that Cincy have got, like that dark blue with the lighter blue and orange. Mm. Um Oof, not, not so much that bright orange thing. I like the orange. I like the orange and silver. I think that's a bold, bold move. But anyway, back to um, back to the uh, the fresh maker. Yeah, but I just think that yeah, is it a liquid pouring? It's almost like a like a sash, but it's made out of. It's it's meant to be something about like a river, but all I can think of is like a drinks machine at Subway. Yeah, they definitely could be sponsored by Fanta, given they're away mm-hmm. jersey. Yeah, I mean, the orange with the Fanta would actually look really good. Okay, moving on from Cincinnati. Dallas is the same. Then, then, there. Boring. DC is their home jersey. And they've also brought out, well, they've, it's been leaked, uh, this uh, cherry blossom jersey. Uh, I don't know if you know this about DC, but they have a big, long row of cherry blossom trees in the city. Uh, so this is very... DC, but what do you think about the, the the pink and the flowers and everything? Uh, the fact that it's just coming from the side, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm gonna keep not it short. And no, okay. You'd you'd prefer it was just one big cherry blossom. I want a big cherry blossom from the yeah top. yeah Vertical. okay. Well, the verdict is out. DC, we want big cherry blossom, so it's not from us. Houston. Houston, oh, now, Houston are keeping their away kit from last year, which I think I know you and I both really liked. What do you think of the new home jersey? I like it. I think um, I think they've sort of spruced it up a little bit. Like, they're pretty basic, and it's pretty tough to be an orange team. Um, so I think, like, having the little, like, what? No, yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> it is tough to be an orange team. So I think they've done well. They've like so it's not quite as boring. I, I give it a tick in my books. Okay, it's a tick. I'm getting some strong Tetris vibes from this one. Uh, you're right. It's it's better than just orange. Um, whether I uh, I think this is similar to the Columbus one. I think this is one that'll look a lot better on than it does in this picture. Um, it's a not from me, but a hot from you. And can I just quickly jump in as well? It's obviously mm. a great sponsor. Um, but also that sponsor ruins their jersey every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, what what would you prefer to see on the front rather than uh, an anti-cancer <laughs> sponsor? Who are you kicking cancer off for to put on the front? Here we go. Pressure's on. Oh, mate. Don't. I'm not. I'm, let's move on. I think I've dug myself a big enough hole. All right. Move on. Move on. To the land. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, alrighty. Um, speaking of fun sponsors, uh, Miami—they're sticking with the pink, which I like, uh, and I think the, the new away kit is pretty much identical. It's just got some different swirls on it, so we can move on from that one. LA Galaxy, no changes, although but they have away a kit, new leaked it's, away kit. 
Bro, it's the South African team from like 2014 World Cup. Yeah, I really like this jersey. I think it's sick. I like the uh, I like the collar. Uh, I like the color scheme. I'm 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 digging it. Yeah, and I, I think hate it's good. the galaxy. What's that? I hate the galaxy, but I'm digging this jersey. Yeah, nice. Agree. Have a life nutrition. Moving on. <laughs> LAFC. I was never a big fan of that jersey in the first place, uh, and they've also they've just leaked their away jersey, which is the snot jersey. How do you feel about this phlegm based design? <laughs> I think this is up there. It's probably one of the worst of the lot. Um, the yeah, colors. What are they thinking? Maybe it's going to look better on, but I, I, it's ah, all I think of is mucus. Yeah. That's a not for me. Yep. Minnesota United, they've uh, got rid of the gray. They've gone all black. I love it. I love black and blue. Uh, I think this is sexy. I'm assuming that's Target that they're sponsored by. Um which kind of brings it down if you think about it, but it looks cool, so that's all that matters. I um, can't wait to see Emmanuel Reynoso running out in that jersey this season. Oh, wait. Uh, pretty sure Emmanuel Reynoso will be running out in a orange jumpsuit this year <laughs> as he signs in for prison. Um, no, all, poor old Reynoso. <laughs> I should have kept Ladero, man. What was I thinking? He pistol-whipped a kid! I know, I know, I know, but... He can always go and play in Russia. Alrighty, Nashville SC, keeping it the same, except for this controversial number, all black. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's not really much to say. Yeah, bizarre. Cool, man. All right, we get it. You're edgy. <laughs> That's fine. New, new England, keeping it the same, so I don't have to buy a new one, which is great. I uh, love, I actually, I'm a big fan of this sec, uh, Away Kit. Really? I really like um, it. I feel like River Plate are probably a bit upset about the fact that their jersey design has been stolen, but yeah, you like it? Go on. Yeah, I just think it's cool. I think like for an away kit, like considering they got the like the dark blue and the white and red, I think um and like it's a cool little swirl thing. I like it. It's not just a stripe. Yeah, I agree. It's a stripe but a bit three D. Uh I mean they've got one of the more j- boring jerseys in the league, so I think this this gives them a little bit more excitement. Cool. I like it. I like it. New York City FC. Okay, so uh, this one's got the real mosaic bathroom toilet kind of look about it. Um, what are your thoughts? I'm going to completely disagree. This is actually one of my favorites. I, I really liked it. I thought the print. Did I on say the... it was bad, Simon? Did I say it was bad? You, you did reference it to a toilet, but anyway. It's very clearly influenced by the many public toilets and restrooms of New York City. And I love it. I love a good toilet. I love a good bathroom. Sometimes you need them real bad. It's the best place on earth. I think this jersey looks mad. <laughs> it, it also could be a reference to the fact that NYCFC could be going into the shitter this year. Oh, my God. There's the line of the podcast. All right. Clip. Well done. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Okay. Moving on from that. <laughs> Oh, they've still got that horrible jersey. Great. Oh, the good. worst jersey ever. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Okay, New York Red Bull. God, there's a lot of teams in the MLS. All right, now this is a bit of a... I thought this was going to be their away kit. Apparently, this is their home kit. I love it. I'm a big you fan. Love it? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Tell me why you love it. I know. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
present. Okay. It's cool. Moving on. I still really like that away jersey, even though that probably should be their home jersey. But no, but seriously though, like, cause you compare like that jersey last year, it was just literally like a, the opposite of their away kit. It was just white with a bit of red. Like I think that they've done something a little bit different, but mm. I do agree. I thought I did think that was a, their away jersey to be fair. Yeah. No. No, I think it's I think it's pretty cool. I don't I, I don't know if I like it, but I think it will grow on me uh, over time. Um, okay, Orlando City. So they've gone with like a golden purple, which I am, I'm a big fan of. Um, I, this is just a, a painting, obviously, but I would love to see this in in the flesh. I think it's going to look really cool. Don't they always say though that if you've got gold in your jersey, you have to have won something? I've never heard that before in my life. Okay. Cool. All right, move on. Okay. <laughs> uh, and they've still got this atrocious number as their away kit. Bye-bye. Philly Union, keeping things simple, keeping things not so simple. Um, some kind of Van Gogh painting, um, spilt milk. What's going on here? It's an improvement potentially on the blue and gold number of last year, but, yeah, it looks like a bunch of clouds in the sky. Maybe Holmes that's good. yeah. Does. I feel like this the Simpsons theme music is about to start. Yeah, no, not a fan. Yep, moving on. It's enough. Okay, now this one I know is dear, near and dear to your heart. Um, bit of tartan, mate. I <laughs> love on. it. I am a huge fan of it. I think um, they've sort of kept it simple. Like I think the pattern is it doesn't stand out. Like it's not super in your face like a lot of other jerseys. I think it pays homage to the fact that. You know, we've got like the, um, you know, chopping the wood, slicing the wood, like you've got the lumberjack kind of theme coming through it. I think I think they have nailed it. Favorite jersey for me by far. Wow. Okay. I am uh, i don't know if I feel quite as strongly as you. I think it's okay. I think, mm, yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I did. The jersey last year wasn't that exciting. Um, this is definitely more exciting than that. But they still have that other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've still got the other jersey, which you like. You like this jersey, don't you? But I, I think it looks. No, terrible. I hate that jersey. Oh, you hate that jersey. Okay, Bro. good. We're, we're, Look at it. We're it's in a grants. Dog shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a dog shit jersey. All right. Um, cool. All right. So it's a, it's a hot from you. It's a maybe from me on Portland. All right, we're screaming through them. Real Salt Lake. There's nothing to say. It's boring. Okay. Oh, look what they've come up with. Another one that's boring as well. Okay, moving on from Real Salt Lake. You suck. Um, Quakes. Now, this is just a little leak, um, but I, I'm, I like this. I like this little sneak peek we're getting here. Um, it's way better than the one last year, so I'm, I'll wait and see what the full thing looks like, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. And then that one's just, it's okay. They ran out of ink. They ran out of color in the printer, so it's just black and white. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Seattle keeping it the same this year, except for this crazy number, the Bruce Lee jersey. I did not know Bruce Lee was a Seattle guy, but here we go. What do you think of this? Their away jersey just keeps getting crazier and crazier each season. Um, looks like a dragon on the front. Not a fan. <laughs> No, I think this really is not good. This, this, I really love the Hendrix kit they had last year, the purple swirl, purple haze. I get that they're like paying homage to Bruce Lee and he's cool and everything, but anytime I see like a dragon and yellow and red, I just think of like 
some loser in his mum's basement who has a katana sword and he's like, sorry to all our fans out there that that are into that kind of thing, but it's just kind of, it just looks like a nerd kit. (laughs) Ooh, burn! (laughs) Harsh words, I know. I agree. Okay, is that all, right. all of them? Surely that's we're, all of them. No, we're almost there. <sighs> Sporting KC, I mean, you know, you, you, you know, it's not changing. Now, this one, I guess, is the only, uh, the new edition, um, St. Louis City FC. Uh, what do you think? Pink. It's kind of like a pink version of this Portland kit, this one that I'm wearing right here. Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I am, this might be really splitting hairs, but the fact that it's, they're sponsored by Purina, really puts me off. <laughs> Purina, if you don't know, Simon, is a dog food brand. Uh, and something about that just cheapens the jersey for me. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, that's that's not great. Mm. Um, I, I, I will say, though, in all seriousness, a sponsor on the front of your jersey actually can make or break mm. the kit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and I think this one kind of breaks it for me, but it is it is a pretty cool jersey. I'm pretty... Yeah. I'm pretty Pretty keen to see a new team this year. Oh, we're not finished yet. Toronto. Oh, that's that's not good. That's a training kit, surely. Oh, I hope so. I hope that's a training. It looks like a rugby jersey. Um, yeah. But not a good one, anyway. Not good. That's a shame. Oh, but at least they get to pair it with this piece of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> really getting harsher and harsher as we go. Vancouver, another rugby jersey. Um I mean, that's fine, I guess. Nothing too inspiring. And then they've just gone with the classic away. So, okay. Well, look, we've been through them all. I don't think we've got time to do our top fives, but give us your top two. Uh, for me, it would be Portland and I'm going to say NYCFC. I'm all aboard the shitter. The shit, the shitter kit. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh if I'm going to go top two, I think LA Galaxy away. Number two would probably be, I'm going to go with Minnesota home jersey. Okay. Nice. Exciting. Awesome. Cool. All righty. Look, well, we'll, we've, we've, we're really rolling on this episode. We got a little, we got a bit on the soapbox, you know, a bit too much financial advice, but maybe, I mean, we, we could potentially leave our MLS previews for next week. The season doesn't start till next weekend. Um, so let's maybe just go into our Podium Dangerous. So J-League is back. Talk me through your uh, your big hopes for this weekend because this surely is the first weekend where of your amazing run of star rewards for the next 12 months. Yeah, so in comes the man who's valued at 0.23 despite being one of the best scoring defenders on the platform. Sho Sasaki is back. Uh, Nicholas Otamende is in, uh, pairing him with a Thomas Hay, who's uh, halved in value uh, since the two weeks ago that I bought him. Um, <laughs> oof. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about this week. There we go. Already putting together. Already got him in there. That doesn't seem right. Okay, so are you... Oh, yeah, so you've got old Yanez in there. So you're going Zampedri up front. That's really I don't have any other option. Okay, I like it. Well, look, I mean, you've got some good fixtures there. Otamendi should smash. Tom Hay should smash. It'll be interesting to see if Sasaki can keep this form up from last year. And then you're just really relying on this no-name keeper to do something. <laughs> yeah, which 
That's my that's my only thing, man. I just if I can get a good keeper that I can rely on, it turns my team from being average to like a pretty strong team. Mm, I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, I've got you, um, quite a few teams back this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, next weekend, obviously, will be the biggest, but this is probably my biggest hope for the week. So I've got a Dan up against um, some low-level team in goals. Um, I've got Shosasaki Super Air coming back hot. Daniel Wass is a new um, pickup of mine. He was one of the first rares I ever bought. Um, he's been pretty awful um, when he was playing for Atletico Madrid, but he's now back in Denmark playing for Brondby, and I believe he's taking all sets and pens. So I'm hoping he can roll out a nice score for me. I've got Marco Levire up front with that AAA fixture plus a 10.5% experience bonus. Let's go. Um, and then, of course, the best player on the platform, João Mario, um, with another AAA fixture, 89, uh, 77% win viz prediction. So I think there's just, there is no way that this can't take out All Star Rare Pro. I, I will be bitterly disappointed if I don't finish anything other than first. I can't wait to clip that next week and uh, remind you of just everything that went wrong. Clip away. Clip away. All right. Well, look, we've uh, we've gone a little bit longer than, than usual. We didn't get to any of our other segments. We didn't get to talk about our new boys, Wolfsburg. Um, but next week, we will hopefully we'll have a Wolfsburg stack that we can roll out and we can, we can start talking about the boys. Um, cannot wait for underdogs next week. We didn't talk about some buy lows, sell highs, which... Buy lows? Take your pick. <laughs> spoiler alert, it's going to be all buy lows. <laughs> um, but, look, it's good to be back. We had a brief break in New Zealand. We hope you guys didn't miss us too much. If you didn't see our little video that we shot in New Zealand, that was pretty fun. Um, but, Simon, look, you've got the rose-tinted glasses on. I hope I made you feel a little bit better and, you know, you don't need to go out and buy one of those Colorado away jerseys but yeah look anything else you want to say <laughs> nope <laughs> all right mates i'll let you do the sign off sami look no in all seriousness like i said we ran a little bit long but i think it was good there's a lot of concerns that everyone's having um it was it was fun going through the mls jerseys starting to get a little bit excited um you know like to sort of recap that whole 45 minutes we had discussing it is, you know, money involved, but it is a lot of fun as well. And I think this MLS season is going to be a lot of fun. That's the rose tinted glasses on. Good luck on the weekend, mate. You should, uh, like you said, I can't see any world where you don't finish first. And we'll catch you next week with our very own Wolfsburg stack. Amen. See you, Go mate. Boys and green. You. See you, mate.